Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring Pat Boyle and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. Happy Tuesday to you, August the 29th, 2023. Glad you're with us. Yes, Pat is in this week for us as executive producer, but the gang is all here. Coming up this hour on the show in 30 minutes, Dennis Dodd's going to join us, college football columnist. And in 45 minutes, the Browns had a social media fail yesterday. Google, Yahoo, Facebook, Twitter. College football-wise, we've got week one of the season straight ahead this Labor Day weekend. Tons of football on the docket. And this will be the final season, as we all know, of the Big 12 as it is constantly, as it is currently constituted, where Oklahoma and Texas will be departing after the season for the SEC. And whole new crew of Big 12 schools come in that are departing the Big 12. The Pac-12, rather. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark was speaking to a group of Texas Tech fans, a speaking event in Lubbock, Texas. And this was earlier this month. He told head coach Joey McGuire that he had to take care of them Longhorns. In addition... Candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you, okay? And coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. So that is Brett Yormark speaking to Texas Tech fans, speaking of in Lubbock, Texas before the season. And squarely telling them, hey, we want you to go out and kick Texas and Oklahoma's butt, the whole conference. They're the enemy now. And saying that it was big to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early instead of kind of hanging around again for another season after that. And uh, I don't know whether that framing by your mark is to act as though, yeah, we didn't want them here anyway. Or if truly... It was a decision by the Big 12, you know, hey, let's cut the cord. We want to move on with our life. You guys, I'm sure, want to move on with yours because 
this whole grant of rights thing has a lot to do with your television revenue, everything to do with your television revenue. And usually having a conference with both Oklahoma and Texas in it is going to make you a little bit more cash, a lot more cash, et cetera. But they had the new four teams come in. So they were able to maneuver around that. But the point is that your mark is clearly trying to set the stage of not only are we good with them leaving, we want them to leave. And we want you to kick their butt on the way out the door. Now, in response, here was head coach of the Texas Longhorns, Steve Sarkeesian. Jokingly aside, but but not. <laughs> you know, I got a letter from the commissioner about sportsmanship the day before that speech. And so I'm trying to figure out, you know, about what are we promoting to our student athletes and then to go say those types of things. So I'm, I'm not guessing he's going to have his Thanksgiving dinner with us the night before that game. So a couple of things here. Number one, this element of kind of rambunctious, rebellious, me against you, family against family, rivalries, we can't stand you, you can't stand us, we play by our rules, you play by your own rules, you're cheating, we're not, you're cheating, we're not. All of that stuff actually has made college football what it is in its essence for many, many years, which is, to me, part of the draw of it. Football is king in America, and we all love watching football, at least most of us do. And college football is a good brand of football. It's a better brand of football than, you know, a, a college basketball. It's way better than college basketball. It's it's a You watch it, it's a really strong brand of football. And you have all these well-known entities, these large schools, these well-known coaches, this great, these stadiums, these chants, the pomp and circumstance, the bands, the fans, the college game day. I mean, all of it kind of weaves itself into it's a wonderful show. It's just, it's captivating. It's captivating theater. If you like the sport, college football's captivating theater. And part of the theater is that there's always been this kind of regional hatred and distaste and bombast and ego that makes things crazy. And it's played by its own rules. It's not really been under one umbrella. We call it the NCAA, but it's really the conferences that run itself and these the bowl system clearly was ridiculous and it's corrupt. And we used to just vote on national champions. And then there was the BCS vote made by computers. And like it's always been this kind of unsanitized, irregular version of a league of sports. And it's been captivating because of it. And so this part of it, I actually like. That here's a conference commissioner that has two long-standing ten uh, members, who have been tentpole institutions of the Big Eight and the Big Twelve, and now they're on their way out. And it's don't let the door hit you on the way out, and we want you to get your ass kicked by the member institutions that are still here. You know, I actually don't mind that. I think that that kind of makes for what college football has always been about and what's what's made it really interesting. I don't mind that. And the Steve Sarkeesian thing I can kind of do without without the haughtiness of, well, it was supposed to be about the student students and competitive sportsmanship. And, uh, you know, where, where's the tact and the ethic in that, Mr. Yormark? 
Because, I mean, Sark is the guy that's gotten hammered at team events enough to get himself fired. I mean, it's not like this is the, you know, some bastion of morality. Steve Sarkeesian. Buffy, I can't believe you said that about our program. <laughs> Please get my smoking jacket as we make our way out to the den- to the restaurant. So Sark, of all people, talking about, you know, good sportsmanship and doing things the right way and how dare you is is quite rich. I guess you won't be slicing the Thanksgiving turkey for me, Brett. <laughs> but here is what Sark didn't say, which is legit. It's that the people in charge of the quote-unquote ethics of this whole thing are really the least ethical. And when they sell the story of sportsmanship, student athlete, we don't do it for the money. It's about growing young men. It's about community and alumni and these high-minded ideas of high-minded institutions. It is really a lie. It is really a lie. When it when Brett Yormark wants Texas Tech to kick the butt of Texas, well, who cares? It's that's not that big a deal. Do, do we really think that suddenly students for the University of Texas, the players, are like, oh my God, I can't believe our conference commissioner doesn't want us to win this game. I mean, they don't care. They're they're real life human beings. They're kids. They understand this better than adults do, the real world these days. But Note how Brett Yormark addresses the crowd. He's so confident. He doesn't sound like Rob Manfred, does he? Well, it's just a kind of a piece of metal, and uh, you know we gotta do this and that, and uh, you know. I mean, he's like really quite the carnival barker. He is a salesman up there on that on that stage. Now the biggest thing is we didn't want Texas and Oklahoma here. We're actually glad that they're out. And I told Joey McGuire, I said to you, Coach, right now, I'm I'm gonna be in Austin on Thanksgiving. And let me tell you one thing. Uh, you know, he he was doing the wrestling thing. The show it up, sell it, comfortable, address the crowd. And that part of it, that part is where you can call hypocrisy on the leaders of college football because right now they are carnival barkers. You know, they they like to play off this idea that they're 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 the front-facing members of high-minded institutions, but really what they're doing is they're putting on TV shows and they just want to be as attractive to an audience as possible. They are really just salesmen. ADs, conference commissioners. Yeah, okay. Do they work on, you know, when Texas Tech volleyball is going to travel to TCU? Yeah, there's there's people under them that do that. And yes, they strike their, their deals with certain sponsorships for the stadiums and, you know, this Rotary Club that's going to donate this. that. But really what they do is sell. And they're selling more than ever because the sell to television is, is such an ungodly amount of money. The idea that Vanderbilt's going to trip their way into $50 million a year just because they exist? $50 million bucks a year just because they exist and because they're in the SEC. 
that Purdue trips its way into $60 million a year just because, yeah, we play football too in the Big Ten. You know, all of these front-facing members, it's just selling. Yeah, we're interesting, aren't we? We're interesting because of the conference we play in or because of who we play or because of this, uh, yeah, because of where we play, because of it. It's all a show and it's all kind of a lie because let's face it, the messaging is rarely, if ever, we're just doing this for cash. The messaging is always, we don't do anything for cash. But ultimately, everything they do is about that. That's it. It is a Trash Tuesday, so send us your trashes on Twitter, DA on CBS, or on the old phones, 855-212-4CBS. Daniel in the 316. Trash of the fact that two people were shot and injured inside the White Sox Stadium during a game, and the stands were not evacuated. The game was not postponed. The only thing postponed was the concert after the game. That's another MLB fail. Ooh, that garbage bag is leaking. Otis is trash to the old Yankees fan who tried to fight me at Sunday's game when I called him out for leaving early. After he called out Rays fans, he thought we were leaving early in the fourth. Hashtag, see you in the playoffs. Hashtag, oh wait. Illegal dumping. Josh tweets, I'm trashing people that drive like they're dying that want to play race car when I attempt to pass them. I want to call them something other than people, but I want you to read this on the air so I cleaned it up. That's just offensive. Cigar-smoking dude trashing one of my law partners. He's new to the show about a year now and clueless. He stated this morning that Jack Stern needs more airtime. I made him leave my office and never return. Hashtag trash him. We're eroding. You know, Jack's a highly polarizing figure. Some people love him. Some people hate him. I guess it's better to be loved or hated than indifferent. I love Cigar Smoking Dude, by the way. He's great. I love that he, I feel like he's had some pretty, like, obscene, like, close to crude takes, but then he's also, like, a lawyer. Yeah, he's a lawyer. And now he's brought his other lawyer into the show. Yeah. And the other lawyer, see, that's a, that's a firm. One half of the firm loves Jack. The other half of the firm says, get out of my office. Yeah. <laughs> that other lawyer. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday are going to be really good. So I'm really yeah. excited. Just based off his taste in uh, radio characters alone, I would say that guy's probably not keeping too many people out of jail. <laughs> Losing a lot of cases. <laughs> Squishy liquid trashing my coworker who handed me a pile of stuff that he'd help with. I'm halfway through the pile and see my notes all over them. This is stuff I helped you with the last time, and you haven't even looked at it. Hashtag go scratch. We're eroding. Jeffrey says, yo, DA, I'm trashing Pat Boyle for dissing Pizza Hut. That is blasphemy. Their meat lover's pizza is heaven on earth. Slow your roll, Pat. Get him out. I smell rotten eggs. Yeah, I knew I was going to get blowback for this. Um, Sick. It's like, like, where do you draw the line between Pizza Hut and Domino's and CC's and all these other dumb chains that just, it's not that good. Have some real good, authentic pizza that is made with love and not just, here's frozen ingredients. Let's slap, let's have some douche slap it together. It doesn't care about working at Pizza Hut for $9 an hour. And here you go. I think... I think the hut is a little different here. So you think the hut does it with love? Well, n- not, well, 
I think there's love around the hut. Uh, if you grew up in a certain generation, going to the hut was a big event. And you go to the hut, you sit down, dark wood uh -huh. tables, dark ambiance, the red and white uh, lights, the stained glass lights hanging above your table. You sit down, you order the pie for the family, then you get the 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 pitcher of soda, you know, and the big thick plastic cups. And so, you know, that experience is a really great experience. I remember it very fondly from my childhood. And the so, salabar. So the 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 hut now if you get the hut or a CC's or a Domino's or a pizza pizza delivered to you and it's, you know, it's stuck to the top of the box, you know, it's been slid on the side of the car. It's not a great slice. I agree with you. But I think the hut has an ambiance and a nostalgia that is a little different than some of the other ones. I mean, I don't know this. Can you go to a Little Caesars and sit in there and eat? I have no idea. I think it's just a takeout. You can't eat at a Domino's, can you? No, no. no, none of the ones I see anymore. It's just the little storefront, yeah, and it's just like a little bench to wait for your pizza. So if you want to trash that, I'm I'm on board with that because uh, you know that's that's a piece of toast with sauce on it. Okay, but you're you're gonna defend the hut. But the hut, I think, is different, and I think Pete will back me up on this. Yeah, there's there's always a place in the in the marketplace for the hut. I think the hut has a lot of nostalgia, and I think it's the better of the of the pizza chains too. You guys keep calling it the hut. The yeah, hut. When they, they bring out that, right. that iron skillet, that black iron skillet, oh. and there's a pie in there, and oh. you're cutting in that skillet. That's right. <laughs> That's any other pizza. <laughs> it's any other pizza. And you describe going to any other chain restaurant and sitting down and having a meal. Wait, well, I think it's a little different. You know, they got cups. <laughs> <laughs> they got pictures of soda. There's a there's a difference. None of them had you, book it. You just romanticized about something you went to as a kid. They have dark lighting. <laughs> they have tables there. None, you sit down. None of them had book it, Pat. None of them had book it. You read a book or pretend to read a book, and you get a free pizza. Maybe if Pizza Hut does breakfast, you'd be in. Yeah, we can try it. <laughs> But I doubt they do. Well, have you ever tried any of those chain pizza places? Domino's, yes. Um, I don't. I don't know if there's any uh, CC's or Pizza Pizza. Are they even in the Northeast? <laughs> I said Pizza Pizza. It's Little Caesars. Yeah, there's a Caesars around. <laughs> uh, there, pizza, there's no pizza. CC's though. CC's is not around here. Yeah, the only chains I, I usually see are Domino's and Pizza. Yeah, and I've had Domino's. I haven't had Pizza Hut probably in like 15 years. Yeah, I probably haven't either, but I just remember it fondly. There's the the, the pizza chain up in, in New England that I got sick on. You got sick Papa, on it? Papa Gino's. No, Papa Gino's, yeah. Oh, Papa John's is another one that, that's here in the Papa Northeast. Papa John's, right, Papa John's. That guy tried to eat a pizza every day for like three months and almost <laughs> died. Like he had, he had grease oozing out of his pores. Those are the type of people that are running the companies that you go to get pizza for. <laughs> well, we've talked about this on the air before. You can't really call Domino's and Little Caesars and Papa John's pizza in the traditional sense. It's really fluffy breadstick type stuff with sauce and cheese and toppings on it. It's really not pizza necessarily. Correct. But, you know, if you're drunk in college, that's that's a, it's a good night of dinner. Last time I had Pizza Hut, it, it was on a vacation because we had gotten in late. 
There was nothing open. Okay. Had a had a large there you, pizza pie. There you go. With some with some vegetables, uh, some crinkle up sausage. Oh, veggie lovers. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. It, no. It, it did the job. The pie went like that. <laughs> Go. I, yeah. Timmy crushing a couple of slices. <laughs> but again, you prefaced that by saying nothing else was open. <laughs> when are you going out of your way to get that? Right. Well, I might I might tonight. I have the kids tonight. Oh, come on. I have the kids tonight. Maybe I'll go get Pizza Hut. You go get the hut. And I'll re- and I'll report back. Walk in there with a caribou spear. Yeah. Time for the hut. You if you take well, Kerry can't really eat the hut. Oh, it'll, it'll come into the Bellotti house. You'll get I'll, it to go. I'll, I'll order it to go. I'll okay. go pick it up. It's not quite the same. Oh, first, so you, I, first, I got to find it. I don't know where it is. He won't, <laughs> he won't be able to sit down at a at a table and drink in, in out of a cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got cups there. At tablecloths. Come on. <laughs> These big plastic cups. When we come back here on the show, more trashes, plus Dennis Dodd is going to join us from CBS Sports Talk some college football. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Where death by salsa is the least of your concerns. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, yes. Happy Trash Tuesday, everybody. Watch us on YouTube, Twitch, and at WatchDA.com. Trash Tuesday. Kristen in Buffalo is trashing ticket apps. Why do I need to download a new app for every concert or event I want to go to? They have my email. Just send me a PDF. Hashtag get them out. Total wasteoid. Because they need your deep data to sell. <laughs> Michael tweets, I'm trashing people who hover over supermarket meat counter, studying everything like it was the Dead Sea Scrolls. I just want to get a couple of steaks and get out. Your crowding is a nuisance. Stinky debris. Mega Poundage. Says, great to hear you back again this week, DA. Trashing my place of employment. I come back to work after a nice weekend of camping to see that management went around the shop, collected all of the chairs, and destroyed them so that nobody can sit down. WTF! Get them out! Let's face it. That's straight trash. That's naughty. 
the Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more NavyFederal.org. Red Sox outfielder Alex Verdugo. A couple of great catches, including a diving one on Monday, but that's all the positivity for the game of Boston. And the Sox fall to the Astros 13-5. Altuve with a cycle last night for the Astros. All right, right now, standing by with our headlines, the kind Sir Andrew Bogish. DA, we live in a world where Colt McCoy got cut because he's too good. Mm. The Cardinals dumping the veteran QB yesterday, seemingly handing the starting job to rookie Clayton Toon or the recently acquired Josh Dobbs. He's actually a guy that we looked at signing in the offseason, so we kind of did a lot of work on him back then. And uh, when it became available, the transaction became available, we decided to make the move. That's head coach Jonathan Gannon. Clayton Tune. <laughs> Kyler Murray will begin the year on the PUP list, finishing his recovery from his torn ACL at the end of last season. The Cards want to win as few games as possible, presumably to take Caleb Williams to start the next draft. Clayton Tune. The last three Ravens practices did not include tight end Mark Andrews, but this Harbaugh says no worries. You don't need to panic about that. And I tell the fans it's going to be okay, but um, he'll be out, should be out there practicing next week. I expect him to play in the game, and uh, he should be fine. The team has not said what Andrews is dealing with. ACC presidents did not meet last night to maybe vote on inviting Stanford, Cal, and SMU to the league after that deadly shooting on UNC's campus, there is also the seriousness of Hurricane Idalia. From a sports perspective, it is forcing Florida to leave early for Thursday night's game at Utah. The Gators will fly to Dallas today, practice, sleep, and then fly to Salt Lake City tomorrow. On his own, or maybe with some help at times, Jose Altuve has done a lot on big league fields, but not this until last night at Fenway. 1-1. And Altuve rips it deep to left field, and that is over the monster! A two-run home run and a cycle for Jose Altuve! Astros' lead is 13-4. That's Robert Ford on Astros Radio. Altuve crushing that two-run shot, his last at-bat for the first cycle of his career. Houston cruising to a 13-5 win, but the Mariners crushed the A's 7-0. Julio Rodriguez with his fifth four-hit game of the month, so Seattle maintains its one-game lead in the West. On Houston and on Texas, the Rangers rallying for a 4-3 win at the Mets. The Brewers push their win streak to nine, their NL Central lead to five games on the Cubs with a 6-2 win at Wrigley, and the Braves with a 14-4 route at Coors Field. Ronald Acuna Jr. with four hits, a homer, five RBI, and four runs scored, plus two fans getting to him in right field between innings. Dude. A pretty big game in the WNBA <sighs> last night. The Liberty oh. fought off the Aces in Brooklyn, 94-85. So Vegas is lead atop. The standings is down to four games on New York. Oh. And Novak Djokovic, Coco Golf, Caroline Wozniacki, and Chris Eubanks all won on opening day at the U.S. Open. D.A., back to you. Oh, God, Bogus is good. He hit that post at 8.30 and two seconds. As if I did it on purpose. Two seconds into when Dennis Dodd was scheduled to join us. He hit 8.30.02. God, that's good. Yanking out. That's not happening with Schwartz. That's the alma mater of Vince Scully coming mm, through. That's right. There. But no guest spots for me on anybody's Twitter feeds. 
shows, whatever. No, the New York Post doesn't need you. Nope. Nope. Okay. You want to be on my, uh, me and Pete Bellotti's PB Boys? <laughs> we have a podcast. Twitter, Twitter <laughs> podcast video. We'll start it. <laughs> PB Boys. Smoking weed and spreading seed. Yeah. Our first guest, <laughs> CBS Sports Radio hosted anchor. Welcome. Also an insider on the American League Central. Uh, do we have Mr. All right, excellent. Senior columnist for CBS Sports, our friend who covers college football as well as anybody does, Dennis Dodd, joining us this morning on the show. Dennis, good morning. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing great. I am so excited about college football kicking off, but this realignment thing is going to, I guess, drip into the season. And my question is, how did SMU elbow itself into this big boy conversation with power five teams going to the ACC? Well, first of all, desperation. Um, they were willing to do anything to get into a power conference. This discussion at least theoretically started as a cultural fit. Uh, Stanford, Cal, and SMU are a cultural fit for the ACC. Um, academically, if we're even still you know, talking about that these days, six of the 15 schools are AAU members. The AAU is the American Association of Universities. Uh, high research schools. So that's how that started. Um, they're willing not to take money. In fact, they're basically buying their way in. Uh, what was it? Seven years. Yep. Uh, that mu- there is a valuation for those three schools that ESPN will have to pay for. But in the case of SNU, that money will go into ACC coffers and be distributed in some kind of way, hopefully for their sake, to keep Florida State and Clemson satisfied. And that's where we are at this vote. Because if it hasn't been taken, it looks like it's going to pass, but it hasn't yet. It looks like it's going to pass. So you would expect Stanford, Cal, and SMU to be ACC members in the future? I would, based on where we are today. Um, there's been, a, I, I believe there's been a straw poll, a straw vote taken among the presidents. That's how we got to the fact that Four schools were against it, Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, North Carolina State. And all that needs to be flipped is one vote, actually two, because Carolina and NC State are operating as one entity uh, because they're state schools together. I am surprised Uh, there's that much support. I am surprised that there's even that many ADs or, or heads of the schools that want it because I just can't figure out why unless they were scared that Clemson and Florida State were going to bolt, that they would just have to have two more schools, that they would get any value out of those three? Well, it comes down to saying it's, it's valuation, it's negotiation. The night of August 3rd, what was it, three weeks ago, uh, the Pac-12 was this close to staying together. And Fox or whoever came up with the extra money for Oregon and Washington. Yep, you know what? It's a good move. Go to the Big Ten. Um, to do it. And that's what's happening here. It's a negotiation. I think the number that was thrown out there was not from me, but from other reports, 50 million valuations for the three schools, depending on what each one is valued at in the market. Okay. Uh, I had one AD tell me yesterday that he said, that's going to be a heavy lift. I don't think we can get 50 million for those three. So maybe that's why you're seeing this delay as they talk it out and go, uh, you know, to your point, why do we want to bring these, you know, invite some of this aggravation and travel 
they don't enhance the league per se. Academically, yeah. But what are we doing? Um, you know, to change their minds, they need enough money to be able to pay schools bonuses, basically, for achievement. Win the league. Get to the playoff. Go to a bowl. Is that enough to keep the likes of Florida State from grumbling? Um, and eventually leaving the league, perhaps. Seems bizarre because even if it's television executives that you're leaning on, for any TV exec to say, yeah, Stanford football or Cal football or SMU football brings you enough value to make this worth our while, too. I mean, it. I don't know. I, I, right. I've done this for a long time. I haven't heard a lot of people say, I can't want, wait to watch the Cal game on Saturday. No, you're right. Um, again, in that sense, uh, Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, can look himself in the mirror and say, this is why we're doing this. This is a big reason why we're doing this. This is a, this is a, a cultural fit, an academic fit. And I know people are rolling their eyes out there, but that's, that's at least how it's gotten to this point. Part of the reason it's gotten to this point with ACC play. Uh, you know, whether it goes through or not, remains to be seen. And, and the other thing is, Brett McMurphy pointed out yesterday that there's a, a uh, conference composition clause in the ACC contract that says if they drop, I think drop below 15, let's say Florida State Clemson leaves, that ESPN can renegotiate the contract and theoretically save millions. So this backstops that. You're just, you're just bringing in warm bodies, like Nebraska did in the Big Ten and Missouri and the SEC. So, um, I think that's part of the play, too. Hmm. Dennis Dodd joins us from CBS Sports, and I really loved your read that you posted last night on the Bulldogs of Georgia trying to become this modern dynasty, kind of already are, with back-to-back national championships. But it's not just talent that they have. They have collected amazing talent. Kirby's recruited amazingly well. But you pointed out a couple of the other cultural things that they do differently. Aside from just the talent acquisition, what do you see internally that makes Georgia special? Well, what I wrote about to, to get into the fact that they're really darn close to becoming the first team ever to, to win three in a row in the AP poll era since 1936 uh, is sort of their culture in that Kirby Smart sat down with the team's sports psychologist, his name is Drew Brannon, after the January 21 Peach Bowl and said, what do we need to do better? And somehow they got latched on to this idea of the New Zealand All Blacks. The All Blacks are the national rugby team of New Zealand, a country of 5 million people. And they're famous not only for their winning, they claim to have the highest winning percentage of any pro franchise on the planet, 77% all time. Um, they have this, um, I guess, mentality, the way they go about things, where it's, it's all self-service, it's humility. You become a better person by becoming a more modest or, you know, a person that serves others. And so they have these sayings, and it sounds kind of hokey, you know, eat off the floor, um, you know, better is never enough, stuff like that. And they've had the last two off-seasons, I think, a retreat uh, at a 355-acre piece of land near Greenville, South Carolina, where the Leadership Council goes. And then during the season... A, uh, a series of skull sessions to, to, frankly, beat this into their heads. And, you know, not, not consequently, or consequently, they won two national championships in a row. It doesn't fit the ethic of the SEC or college football necessarily, but they think it's, it's a big part of their winning. It's really interesting 
the leadership and the dynasty in the making right now at Georgia is all part of Dennis's most recent piece at CBSSports.com. Click on the college football tab. Were you concerned about USC's defense on Saturday against San Jose State? I was. Um, look, it's not going to make a difference against San Jose State, but is it going to make a difference against Oregon or Utah or one of the other contenders? Yeah, you would think it is. And I was talking to somebody yesterday, and you know, this, this is the same thing that happened at Oklahoma under Lick and Riley. And Alex Rich is uh, the defensive coordinator, great guy. But they were winning the Big 12 and going to playoffs. Well, the USC hasn't been there yet. And so they've got a huge hurdle to go, whether they're in the Pac-12 or, or the Big 10. It's about to be tougher in the Big 10. And so if that defense doesn't get better and just become average, I think last year they gave up over 420 yards per game. The plays per game metric was in the 120. Uh, uh, yards per play was in the 120s. And so if that doesn't get better, Caleb Williams – can't you know outscore everybody they can try they, they got pretty close last year to get to the playoff but they couldn't get there so that's the missing piece right now with usc and it's just to get an, an average defense when it comes to this weekend what's the best matchup of the weekend the one you're looking forward to most the one that you clear your calendar and say i gotta be in front of the tv for this game yeah not a lot of great games but a lot of good ones for Curiosity's sake, TCU, Colorado, because Dion has, has hijacked our televisions. Or the, if the networks have allowed him to hijack our televisions, I, I don't think they're going to be very good. I think it's a fascinating and great hire for Colorado. But I want to see how much past 1-11 he can get the bus. I, I don't think it's much past. I think it's more like a 3-9 and nine or something like that. Um just because, if you look at their schedule, they'll be lucky to be one and five after the first six. That one, and then for football purposes, LSU, Florida State, because both those schools entertain playoff, um, you know, ideas of the playoff. The loser may be out of it, but a tremendous talent. Uh, Jordan Travis, obviously at Florida State, story. Mike Norvell's turned it around in, in year four. That's not to say Florida State's back, but I think it's fair to say he's turned it around, their fortunes. And Brian Kelly, we're now realizing the reasons why he went to LSU because he's got a shot at it every year. Um, you know, you win the West, you got a shot at the SEC championship. You don't necessarily have to win the SEC championship to get in the playoff in the future. And so the way he's recruited and the way he's uh, built that program, they're going to be a, a playoff contender Every year, and, J- and Jaden Daniels, the, the quarterback from Arizona State, has added weight. They've made him a better player. He was just kind of a guy for three years at Arizona State. Now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yep, LSU, Florida State. That's the biggie this weekend. That's Sunday night, seven thirty kickoff on ABC. Check out Dennis Dodd's coverage and the rest of the CBS Sports team at cbsports.com. Click on the College Football tab for everything coming up this weekend. Can't wait. Week one is here. Dennis, you're the best man. Thank you. All right, thanks, DA. Good to have Dennis Dodd joining us this morning here on the show. Always love to have him drop on by. Tommy's in New Orleans this morning here on The Dot. Tommy, good morning. 
Yeah, good morning to you, man. Uh, congratulations on the birth of your son, man. Oh, thank uh, you. Awesome. Appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. How how old is he now? Three months. Ooh, it's a cute age, huh? He is adorable, <laughs> but he is a handful. He is. I understand. He's at the point where it's just like you know he knows a little bit too much about how to get his way, and he's he's yeah. using all those levers. Dude, it's rough, man. I have adult children now. Little pro tip, man. My my daughter Reagan, she was real colicky. And what worked for her was uh, putting the exhaust fan over the stove or whatever in the kitchen, and that would put it to sleep, dude. Really? So, oh, that's a yeah. good one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, ambient noise, right? White noise is, is right. usually pretty just good. Right, like you're saying you try anything under the sun just to get, yeah. get the kid to shut up, right? So, yeah. so then, so Reagan slept on top of the stove every night, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, just once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nobody, nobody could prove it because there's no you know, documentation. <laughs> Dude, uh, okay, uh, Pizza Hut is straight ASS, okay? It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Red Baron is better than Pizza Hut, dude. Oh, I mean, man. seriously. Oh, so, somehow, Red ba- I mean, Pizza Hut's so bad, it elevated Domino's. I mean, how, that's how bad Pizza Hut is. I mean, pizza, it needs to take a lap and stop at the hut and stay in the hut. I'm just, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know? But I wanted to know, did y'all, we had a, a place down here uh, years ago in New Orleans. It was called Godfather's Pizza. It was a chain. And uh, somehow these people were able to put enough cheese on the top of the pizza. And it, it, everything was, the cheese covered all the toppings. It didn't matter what you got on it. It was just like a, I don't know, it was just freaking good. I don't know if y'all ever had we had We had Godfather's up here, but I never really had it. I really never did. But, yeah, I, I Dude, There's, there's one it. in Biloxi or Gulfport or something like that in uh, – I go to every chance I get, but um. Oh, they still the they bar. still got them. No, oh, that's the only one I know of. Yeah. Uh, around here, and uh, yeah. what about Marcos? Do you have Marcos? No, we don't have Marcos. Yeah. But I think there's, Godfather's there's, was like a project of the '80s, wasn't it? Yeah, my, very much so. Yeah, I'm yeah. 55 years old, so that's a long time. Yeah, it was like yeah, definitely so. like a mall pizza. <laughs> right, like Sparrows <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. But we got a new place called Blaze, and it's like the, they cook your pizza in like, I don't know, seven seconds. And it's yeah, like this is LeBron's pizza. pizza place. How is yeah. that? I've never had that. Man, I tell you what, it's, it ain't bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And you get to put exactly what you want on the pizza and everything else. It's so, like a Chipotle of pizza, right? Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. Dude, okay. I'll, I'll get off because I know there's other people. Dude, what happened to Mirage? Did you kill him or something? Or? No, no. Tommy, he, he actually... <laughs> He ended up going uh, to the local side of things, uh, to the unnamed station here in New York inside the building. We currently have an embargo going on uh, with them uh, for a myriad of reasons. But, no, we're, we're very happy for Sean. You know, he worked his butt off uh, on this show for nearly 11 years, and then the company wanted to give him a, a promotion. And so he can't help but be really supportive of that, really cool for his career, really cool for the respect that he has inside the company to get that opportunity so that's pretty cool. Uh, he's doing afternoons now on the New York side of things, um, and um, and he's flipping pizzas at Little Caesars. And as well. and we joke around because there's a lot of listeners that to that station that are kind of old, crusty, stuck in their ways, uh, don't want anything new, and so they're they've been blasting Mraz on social. But uh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. The show will be fine. He's a talented guy. He's a hysterical guy, as we all know. So we are currently in the uh, the process of trying to find his replacement. Um, it's a marathon, not a sprint, clearly. Uh, so we're in uh, week nine of uh, probably a 23-week situation. <laughs> well, we have the playoff set by the time we pick a <laughs> Yeah, <out>. right. 
<laughs> Producer. No, but Mariah's still around. He's just down the hall. He just works in afternoons now. When we come back here on the show, the Cleveland Browns had a bit of a social media fail yesterday. DA, CBS Sports Radio. And a happy Fresh Tuesday, everybody. We'll get to more trash coming up here at the top of the hour. You can always listen to us across the great CBS Sports Radio Network and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. Hey, happy birthday, Michael Dunn. That's what the Cleveland Browns sent out yesterday. Picture of their offensive lineman, Michael Dunn, to join us in sending the happiest of birthday wishes to Mike Dunn. This was yesterday afternoon, yesterday morning. And then a few hours later, they released him. Now, I mean, look, the social media team is not connected to the football ops staff, the decision-making. We understand that, but I don't know. Maybe it's important to avoid situations like this. Uh, if If you're going to wish him a happy birthday... Maybe just double check with football ops. Hey, good idea or not idea to wish a guy happy birthday right before cut down day. <laughs> this isn't week six. Today is cut down day around the NFL. If you're if you're going to have happy birthday graphics made and tweets sent, either A, kind of avoid it these 48 hours, or B, just double check. You don't even need a yes or a no of is this guy going to get cut? Just say, good idea or bad idea to to do the birthday thing with so-and-so today. And maybe Stefanski goes, bad idea. Or, <laughs> mm, not great. Not the best idea. They're better than those uh, teams doing a tribute video for a guy that spent three weeks with a team. The Mets did that last night with for, for Max Scherzer's and return. And he sucked for them this year and then basically trashed him on the way out. Ah, thanks, Max. Scherzer was on the team last season and then this year for what, four months or so. And they made a tribute video to the guy. You wonder if they're going to retire as number two next season. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the freaking Browns wished Michael Dunn happy birthday and then two hours later cut his ass. Happy birthday to you. Blow out all your candles. Oh, you're no longer a member of the Browns. Hopefully you didn't wish to still be on the team. See you in the USFL, bud. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.